Damn, there it is. How about now? Okay, so <clears throat> one of the cameras I was going to use um, uh-huh. went MIA uh, all of a sudden. So I'm using a lot lower resolution camera, unfortunately. Well, um, you say you can't alternate between your resolution on this one? No, no, this is uh, this is actually a really old camera. This is the one we tried to use last time, and I rejected. Well, it said it's going to be here today, so uh, we're going to go ahead and steamroll, and I guess... Uh, okay. All right, that sounds like a plan to me, but you know you got to start off right, right? Two things we got to do. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Brandon. Welcome to the Brandcast podcast. And this is my friend, Kentario Adams. Say hello, Tari. Hello, everybody. This is Kentario Adams. So Tari um, is involved in a many of different things um, between ministry and uh, running a channel called Christ in Comics. Um, he actually has a lot on his plate, just to tell you a little bit about himself. Um, we actually met at, I think it's been almost two, is it going on two years ago now, Tori? Or are we getting quite on? literally, uh, well, 2018 is when we met. And I was still on the phones. Yeah, so, yeah, we actually ended up uh, meeting at a little bit of a call center. Um Tari, you want to go ahead and tell everybody kind of how we met? Because I think you tell it better than than I can. I think it's I think it's interesting. Well, with this old man bringing, from what I can remember, it was for some reason I was on the subject of my faith, and then I also had mentioned how I'm a huge fan of anime and comic books. And then Brandon stood up and he was like, "You like this?" I'm like, "Yeah." You like this? He's like, "Yeah." And then we're just like. Dude, we're best friends. He's like, yeah, we're friends, and we've been friends ever since, going strong ever since. Yeah. Well, I think it was hilarious because I think it ended up going from – I ended up asking you a couple questions about anime, and you're like, so you like anime? And I was like, you like the Bible? And it's like that was kind of how it Connected. all ended. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, I was outside one day on break, and this really kind of sealed the deal for me with you um is when you were talking to me about something and you almost had like this uh jordan peterson quote and i'm like you've been nah you ain't been watching him and so come find out that you did um and that uh i was kind of like man he's got all three levels he's got bible anime you know and so he's got a little jbp in there so you know i was like this guy absolutely man i mean it's not like, and I do agree with you, of course, having the three. It's not as though to say, like, those are the three components that make me who I am, per se. Mm-hmm. But those are the three components that when you're talking about a friendship, you know, you want to find those things that make you say, well, what makes this friendship worthwhile? What do we have to bring to the table, not only in conversation, but with supporting one another? What is it that we're bringing to the table to do those things? And And at least for us, we can definitely say those are, some powerful components that contribute to that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I would, I'd definitely say that. Cause I mean, some of the things, if, if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson or something like that, you know, um, you end up holding those things a lot more dear than, than you would realize. Cause they bring, I don't know, like I'm the type of person that I try to always seek further enlightenment, you know what I mean? Or whatever you want to call it. So, all those th- all those three things in my life have especially uh, proved to enlighten me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's one reason why I do kind of hold them in high esteem. You know, and it, when you say yeah. those kind of things, I'd say, ah, this, this person has been around a little while enough to, you know, realize that, the, that they're at least important. Now, you can debate whether anime, you know, is or isn't important, but there are other things that, you know, like, for instance, the Bible or a lot of the things that um, JP talks about that, you know, uh, applies to your life, you know what I mean, and some of the things he's dealt with. Absolutely. I mean, with those, with those types of things, right, it's not to say that you're wanting to look into further things, researching them and comprehending them 
to say that, okay, so this is the real interpretation of the gospel, or the gospel had it wrong in this area, this really captures that a lot better. No, it's to say when we're looking at this other material, I think I lost you. Can you still hear me? Yeah, just go on. Just go on. Okay. Um, but it's, it's not to say that those things are contradicting the scripture. But when we are looking at those things and we're finding that thing that just has us like, oh, wow, or that aha moment, it's to say, well, where can I find this in scripture? Or how is that yeah. reflected in scripture? And then that's that enhancement. When we're talking about taking what's in the word, which is as old as it is, still applying to today. So that's what's truly powerful about it for me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, I'll say this, um, as I was younger, between the ages of 12 and uh, 15, I think, um, I started actually, that was the first book I've read was the Bible um, and in its books individually. And I think that, in and of itself has had more influence on me than, than most things really. Um, I don't think if it wasn't for what love I had for scripture that I could find, uh, more of the important things in life. Interesting. Um, it's definitely, it definitely puts something on your plate that I've noticed a whole lot of people don't have, you know what I mean? Just yeah. being familiar with uh, the Bible and uh, God's word and things. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just one thing from what you were saying earlier that I meant to mention, we had had a past conversation too, where it was like, I had brought up how I don't care to, although I, I will, I do but I don't care to do that deep theological research into the history. This word means this, this word means that, that word means this, mm -hmm. just to have that debating kind of equipment. I don't look to have that out of the gospel as much as I look to have that comprehension to apply yeah. that to one's life more so. So there was something that you brought up with me that day. You had said, he's like, well, is it because you don't want to, and again, I'm paraphrasing, and so I don't yeah. put words in Brandon's mouth, but it, it was to, are you not doing that so that you're not discovering something that may impact or hinder my faith? And I was like, no, because when I read the gospel, my main goal out of reading the Bible hmm. is to see more of the truth of the word. So if I discover something new, that's just adding to what I already comprehend of the word versus me saying, oh, man, the Bible's been wrong in my understanding this entire time. I need to go and deconstruct to try and, and come up with a new understanding of this thing so that it makes sense in this modern world. Absolutely not the purpose at all. It's to understand the truth for what it is so that when I see life, the truth manifests itself in life. Yeah, no, um, that's, I can, I can understand that. Although <clears throat> I will say that my life has been marked by one where I would definitely take on uh, harder issues in in my life with scripture. Uh, for, since I was very young, I've always like watched like apologetics videos and things like that. And that was, uh, I guess, a hallmark of me getting my faith, if that makes sense. Because um, it really started out, I think, with Matthew. Um, there were some things I wanted to know, or no, I think it was the book of Acts. Yeah, it was the book of Acts um, that really got my attention with scripture. And I guess I'm the type of person, you know, the Bible says some things that are, how do I put it? Obviously, you'd use the word like miracle or something like that, where there are things that just don't happen in everyday life. Um, that apparently happened in scripture. So I guess I was always the type of person that I had to have something concrete to put my faith on, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. uh, for me, it didn't, it didn't come that easy, I guess. Uh, some people I've noticed, like, they're able to accept things that me on a logic basis, I could never just except without having to look into it more, if that makes sense. I think 
you know, one of the biggest studies I had forever ago was, you know, is Jesus Christ actually a real person that existed? Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was a lot when I was younger, but, um, and I think that's, un- there's undeniable evidence for, you know, something like that. But at the time I didn't know that, you know, I was, I was approached with scripture as, you know, well, there, here is this book, you know, and I started reading it. And I mean, I definitely connected with what I saw. Wow. Wow. You know, you, you got my, my wheels turning. Uh, so, you, you know, what you got me thinking about was Jordan Peterson. One of the things that he he identified about the significance of Jesus was that Jesus operates as a higher ideal for us, one that we can never meet or, or, or stand to. So I say that to say this in accordance to what you're speaking about with, for example, miracles, that same mindset and practice is something that, although not easily mastered or mastered at all, um, although I believe it capable, such as miracles. It's something to say when we're going to do those things, we have to be doing those things with that perspective of it's not in my power that I go to do this, but it's in the higher power that I go to do this. So it's different from as a human being, I am capable of in my attempt to get closer to this being. However, it's to say, because I am pursuing being closer to this being, almost to take it in reverse, now I am able to fulfill these things, again, not for my glory, but for his. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's expounding that out of the realm of, I just need to take accountability or just do better with my life. But it's to say, with the better life that I have, this is the difference that I can make due to that influence. Yeah, no, and that, like I said, that ended up becoming foundational for me. Um, mm. Just just understanding some different things in Scripture, like Jesus' principles of how to treat people. Um, you know, that always stuck with me as a standard that I didn't have. Uh, when, okay. But, you know, that when I was younger, I knew that it definitely made me feel like there was more to be gained in my spirit. Like, you know... Uh, People often talk about, you know, the law is used to convict uh, people Mm. uh, to get saved or something like that. Um, And I know our little uh, discussion here has already gone toward the religious end. We'll come back to some more things in a minute. (laughs) But uh, they say that the law is used to convict um, of sin. But, you know, I found that someone giving a close examination on the life of Jesus, it definitely makes you realize there's a lot more that humanity can be and make, and that you personally can be, you know what I mean? And uh, so that, that really happened for me reading the new Testament. So here's an interesting question. If we're looking at it from that standpoint, right. And, And correct me if I have my interpretation wrong here, but, the law acting as a thing that reveals your sin nature. Yeah, so I definitely like think it puts it in stone. Hmm? I definitely think it puts the principle in stone. Yes, yes. And, and it, it's like a doctor's diagnosis. This is your disease, infection, or sickness. Mm-hmm. So following that, if we're keeping, when we're looking at it from the Old Testament standpoint, from then on, the sacrifices, the rituals, the way of living practices operate as a as medicine. Medicine not to cure, but again, just to block the fact that that is your true nature. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the standpoint of Jesus, it's like that operates as the, the healing. That is the, the cure to the sickness or disease. What do you think of that? Well, um, I definitely knew when I was younger that when I looked at the person of Christ in uh, my reading, especially especially of Matthew, because um, that was the first book I really got associated with before reading a part of Acts, um, and his lived out life definitely showed me like i said that i needed someone like him if that makes sense 
um, especially as holy as he was. And you just uh, read how Jesus lived his life, and I think it, it will definitely change you. No one spoke like quite like he did. No one, you know. So I, I would say that his resurrection was more or less the healing portion of that. Uh, for me, the this the fact of my sin and him needing to uh, pay for that that always hit so so close to home. I could always feel that uh, whenever mm. I read Matthew. Wow, that's powerful. Uh, just one last question, you know, because Jesus was that person that you saw as I need someone holier than thou, so to speak, to in my life mm. was that due to a lack of that being in your life prior um i'll say that i definitely had a much more carefree approach to life at the time um and that definitely because I, I knew i was getting older um and i always had this understanding that you know it's it's not like it is when you're young, you know what I mean? You have to mm -hmm. you have to take things a little more seriously. You have a set number of years. And uh so when I was younger, it it definitely was put forth to me in a way that maybe I need to start paying attention to some of these things. What age was that? Uh like I said, that really uh twelve years old, I, I would say. Um, hey, you're going to think this is funny. Uh, so I, you, do you know who Alex Jones is? I don't, not off the top of my head. No. Okay. Well, some people who watch this might know who Alex Jones is. Okay. So when I was a kid, he's, he's just for your information, Tori, he was, uh, quite the conspiracy theorist. Um, I think I'm talking about, he's been on Rogan's show before, hasn't he? Yes. He, yes. He's been on Joe Rogan's show and, well, when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of Alex Jones. Uh, like, I, I loved him. I loved to hear him. And, uh, but also listening to, I listened to a lot of uh, sermons and podcasts. Uh, they didn't say podcasts as much back then. Um, no. But, and I listened to a lot of like Alex Jones type of material. And I guess that made me, I take things a little more seriously because he, if anyone took things seriously, it was Alex Jones, okay? <clears throat> he was, uh, for those that don't know, he's uh, he's an interesting rabbit hole to go down. If you ever find his materials in movies, he's right on more than you'd probably think. I, I don't disagree. I saw uh, a, a piece where he was speaking about how he snuck into a, a celebrity's party and how they were holding their rituals in there and were sacrificing young people and stuff and, mm -hmm. and how he was asking those invasive questions in that moment. And he was really just capturing the reality of what celebrities do behind closed doors. I mean, I already had a, a suspicion of that, but the detail that he went to, I think it was on TI, one of TI specials. Mm -hmm. And um, he had kind of went into a lot of detail and it's just like, really? And it, for me, it wasn't like, really? I don't believe it. It was more, really? That sounds very uh, Old Testament um, to see that that type of stuff was still happening today. I mean, there's a lot of attempts today to abolish, I guess you could say, to eradicate, destroy, or reveal what people consider true history. And for that to actually point out that something from history is still applicable today I actually found kind of interesting. Uh, not to change the subject. I've oh no, that's that's perfectly that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, it because and what you were talking about, you're referring to like the Bohemian Grove incident, right? I believe so. Yeah, to the woods in California, and yeah. Uh, oh, I, I yeah no. Okay, so Tari, I saw that when. Okay, so you know he did this like in the nineties. No, I did not know that. Yeah, that big, that Bohemian Grove footage was around, and he did a whole big uh, thing where he was walking around there. Uh, and I was before twelve, yeah, before twelve, because I mean, 
he did this, I think, pre-2000. Because mm. um, he had been around for a while and doing his thing. Um, he went to California. He snuck into Bohemian Grove, um, where apparently all these rich people are. And they're out there with a fire and the old god Moloch, you know, in the woods, mm -hmm. throwing a what they call an effigy, which is like, um, if I'm not mistaken, the word, you know, pretty much means like a mock sacrifice um, of like a little child or girl and throw it in the fire um, while they read out this bizarre, uh, I don't know, it's like almost like a script for, I guess, right. their, their ceremony. But, yeah, no, it's interesting to see that the past has kind of come back in a way. And I don't know how serious those people take that, but, you know, uh, I, I, they said Moloch was like a bull god or um, an owl. So it's, I don't know. That's just very interesting for to see, although I guess a rise in uh, like paganism. Right, right, absolutely. I don't know if it's a rise or if it's just been in the closet because, you know, people were, you know, around here, you know, we have the Salem witch trials and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then and well, when we're looking at it from, man, there was something else I wanted to ask you, but it's okay. Uh, but it, that, that's to say that with today, you hear a lot of people just saying, just to use it as an example, it's like, well, witchcraft isn't like that as it was back then, or that people misunderstood the operations of these things. Paganism isn't about that anymore. But the thing is, it can one, be. It, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Most people might have like a benign form of paganism, and uh -huh. I don't know. Like, I've been around the block enough to you know know that all the human sacrificing around the world and we're finding out now about human trafficking in the last three to four years God, i'll man. tell you tari i ain't never heard of so many end human trafficking videos signs i didn't see that when i was younger mm. you know, you know and, I, and i think some yeah. of that if you think there aren't people who don't do devious acts like that, I think you're blind to it, you know? Because mm -hmm. there's definitely been enough evidence, especially like you look at the dark web, what people are able to arrange through communication that's un completely unfiltered. Now, whether you want your communication filtered or not, you know, that's up to you, but uh, the dark web definitely puts those kind of... Uh, opportunities out there so with what you've seen and what as far as news as far as you know podcasts ministries and, and pastors speaking on it and christians and on twitter and social other social media platforms what how do you feel about their stance on those things if they have one at all so i didn't hear the last part what do you feel about their stance if they have one at all? What's your perspective on that? But their stance on 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 what particularly is I like guess the human trafficking and the sacrifices that's still happening today. What's your perspective on it? Um, well, I don't think a lot of people know how much is uh, sacrificing um, or Satanism, uh, and honestly, I don't either. I don't know how much of a percentage is that. So, but I think that people have definitely took more notice today than they ever have. So that's, that's good to know, at least, that more people are kind of, I think that was a reality people didn't want to face um, in the past because, I mean, it was just that, it was just that awful. Um, but with enough people and enough arrests that have been happening, it's definitely come to full circle that, People know there are rings out there of people still selling people. Mm. I was just watching the other day about, uh, I don't know, have you seen this podcast, Tori? If you haven't, you really need to. Um, with, uh, I can't remember, her last name is Park. She was a North Korean. 
um, that Jordan Peterson had interviewed you. Yes. Did you? you I'm not you, with it, but I'm watching it. Oh, you sh- you definitely should ki- continue. Um, I got to when she was getting um, tra- when she was transitioning to China. So she was she That's was transitioning to China. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, it's that woman had a very very hard life between being uh, sold and having to sell her own mom to keep herself free and being locked in North Korea where, uh, you know, you couldn't even trade. I don't know if you got that far or not. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't do basic trade to meet your needs, but the state said they wanted to meet everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that drove people toward depravity and black markets. Right. Right. And I'll tell you, anytime you put people in like a rock in a hard place, you're going to drive out some form of black market, um, whether it's – and I, my thing is, you know, let that be – let the black market thing be that which is evil. But I think human trafficking has got so bad um, to where, you know, we're finding ocean crates of people apparently, you know, coming on sea barge. Now, I haven't done all my research into that, so I don't want to claim to know everything. Uh it's it's something that's definitely come more recent attention. So um, you've actually been asking all the questions. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> you've been doing this longer than I have. So no, uh, I actually thought it was important that the the people got to know the man who owns this thing rather than you know jumping off with me first. I mean this. I mean you know one of the most important things we didn't do was in fact acknowledged in this podcast, this is your birthday, my man. So that's like, that was where I was coming from. Like the people need to know the guy doing the project. Oh, well, I mean, that's, I I didn't even think of it like that. But yeah, it is my birthday. So yeah, happy birthday, me. Uh, Right, man. 26 and old, you know, so. But actually, this is uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this. And unfortunately, I really hate that this camera really messed up on me. So I actually had a better one uh, we were using for a camera, but for some reason it's not connecting. So I had to get the ball rolling. And I wanted to do it today just because uh, you, it needed to happen, if that makes sense. Um, and oh, yeah. I, I really hope I don't, I should have started a timer when we started this. I hope none of it actually gets cut off um, just because like the limits on the recording here. But gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate that, Tari. It's, uh, Birthday, brother. I'm, I'm definitely glad to be alive. Uh, anyhow, but, the butt. Shut my mouth. So we're we're actually going to go back uh, to you. So you run that channel, uh, Crisis Comics, and you've actually made quite a stir uh, with different people. You know, responding to your videos and you responding to them, and uh, you almost seem like you have a little uh, community you participate in um, that kind of see and notice your stuff uh, how many uh followers are you up to now just to get the menial stuff out of the way well which which uh platform are we talking youtube or are we talking tiktok uh we're talking tiktok because i know it, you get a broader reach that way well my tiktok currently is at 1923 right now okay so it's on steady growth absolutely hey i'm i know i remember when it was a lot less than that so you know, you definitely yeah. worked up to something. What really got you wanting to do a channel on both, on Christ and comics? What, what, you know, what, what got in your heart to the place to where you wanted to do something like that? Well, so uh, just to give the whole story and probably not tell the whole story, but um, when I was younger, uh, I was, of course, introduced to the word, you know, growing up with Christian parents. My dad got saved about three, four months before I was even born. So I've been in, in the faith ever since. And, of course, made my own decision to follow Christ. It wasn't like a conversion of, of parenthood to child. It was with having seen that and its impact, I made that decision for myself. But yeah. in doing so, you know, I moved here to South Carolina where I currently live. And I started watching anime. I started watching, you know, cartoons that had my favorite heroes like Spider-Man and, and characters like that. Yeah. And any time that I watched them, it was like I constantly couldn't help but bring it back to, wow, they do what Jesus does. They're out there helping people and saving lives. And mm-hmm. every time that I watched that, I always reassociated that back to my faith. 
I wasn't interested in anything that wasn't doing that. So, oh, granted, okay, let me rephrase that. I was. I don't know about watching, that. <laughs> you're, you're watching everything as you're shaping that view. But it, it, that's what was really drawing me to certain ones like Dragon Ball Z, Spider-Man, um, the Avengers, the X-Men. Like, all of that drew me to those characters because I connected the two. Now, in my journey through my life, as I was having that connection, you know, there was a hole put on moving to do something like this, you know, speaking on these platforms about this type of content only because I wasn't there yet spiritually mm -hmm. where I was able to separate the stuff that wasn't of God and truly being able to just tell myself, you know, I really just don't need that. But keeping what was doing that for me and being able to still maintain that connection. So it was a narrow path that I had to walk shaping myself before I was ready to actually do this. So I got that function in my spirit where I was like, okay, now it's time. And I've been doing this for, I think, within a, about a year and a half now, uh, doing it on YouTube first. And because TikTok came out and it helps build your channeling towards your YouTube, that's where I shifted to TikTok. And it's the most effective one I've been able to use thus far. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And so, but why more or less the, uh, the pro, I guess, oh, for what you're saying, it was when you were younger that you knowing, I guess, certain stories of the Bible, I suppose, you saying that in your different shows that you liked as a kid seemed to mm -hmm. fascinate you, it sounds like. It did, man. It, it was mesmerizing. Uh, I had a dream when I was really young because I, I don't know how many people believe in this, but I do believe that spirits exist, demons exist. But I also believe in the existence of angels. I do believe in the existence of God himself. It's not metaphorical yeah. or symbolic. I just want to make sure I speak that openly mm -hmm. uh, because of so many people's perspective on Christianity and what that is for them. Um, but for me, I was plagued by spirits and demons in my dreams, night after night after night. And it was making it very hard to stay asleep. I would wake up in a panic or a sweat. I would wake up not being able to move. Right. And that, that that made my nights horrible. So I brought it to my dad. I was like, Dad, I'm having trouble sleeping. Right? I'm, I'm dreaming about this. I'm dreaming about that. I'm seeing grotesque creatures that I've never seen in any way, shape or form. I've never seen it in the show. I've never seen it in a movie. But I'm seeing these oddly shaped demonic creatures approach me and attack me. And I'm constantly running and I'm forcing myself awake in that panic. So my dad said, well, tell them to stand back in the name of Jesus and they'll go away. So it, it came up to that point where I was able to consciously finally do that. Granted, this is between the ages of 9 and 12, I guess you could say, when I'm having this. So in this dream, I'm going to take out trash. And as I'm throwing out the trash, it's at night. You only have the little spotlight there, and then everything else is darkness. So I threw the trash away, and this demon approaches me. And I tell him, stand back in the name of Jesus. He goes away. Another one comes up, and they say, stand back in the name of Jesus. He goes away. And then this third one comes up. I say it like twice. And then it's like, there's no, is this in your dream. This is in my dream. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, he starts to bulk up in front of me smiling. Like, you think this is going to work on me? And so I just to say it's great. I try to explain in that moment, but to be specific, I looked as though I was um, Gohan in the cell saga. For those that know of, of his appearance, he looked kind of like um, he had the cape that Piccolo wears. So I had that cape on. Okay. I had this golden spiked hair. But the interesting thing that that, pers that perplexed me, which I still haven't really evaluated in depth, but my skin itself turned bronze. Like my all of my skin was bronze in this moment. And the light from my body vanquished the demon out of my presence. And, and I slept good for the rest of the night. I didn't wake up in a sweat. I didn't wake up in a panic. And those <laughs> evil things that would approach me in my dream ceased. And so ever since, that connection has stayed with me, that there's something here that I think will That's bless the very people. interesting. I never would have oh, thought, wow. thought it had that kind of <clears throat> origin story, if you will. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, when Crisis in Comics was born there. <clears throat> Absolutely. But, I, I don't think I've ever shared that, uh, at least on any of my platforms yet. I haven't shared Yeah, no, yet, so. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. <clears throat> that... Uh, uh, that's flabbergasting in a, in a way. Like for me, it was 
I slowly, over time, after knowing stories and different things like that, I really could see like different types of things in the Bible that kind of were a similar story showcased in like say mm-hmm. an anime or something like that. And right. I guess whereas the scripture had touched me in different places in my life and became very real, um, especially different stories and narratives. Um, that's where it really started to show to me more. Um, right. Different things in anime. You, I think the more you're familiar with like the Bible, the more you'll start to see it everywhere. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I think that's why so many uh, people in the past um, recommend it so much. You know, that's not something you hardly tell people today, but I would definitely, um, if you're ignorant of what like a King James Bible says, I think you've, you're probably missing some of your, you know, your great English history, obviously, and then a, a wealth of treasures of knowledge that, and for me, that's what did it for me when I was younger is I ended up, I ended up knowledge hunting um, when I was younger because I knew that I didn't know what I believed for myself. So I picked that up and, you know, several different other, you know, types of study to just kind of, for me, it was always important to me what I actually believed. Um, hmm. Now, I would say that it would be accurate to say that I do I fully believe the scripture not like i would like to maybe you know what i mean but because i believe that's represented in action you know what i mean but that was something that showed me that the actions were different um when you read scripture versus how people do things today and uh and i think i think we need more of that i suppose i don't know okay when you when you're talking about that action are you saying from the standpoint of it just being dialogue to it becoming that transformative conversation? Is that what you're talking about when you say that action? Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say that. Okay. So <clears throat> this is something Jordan Peterson says that it maybe makes it easier to explain. Like there are certain ways of living your life he would probably say modes of being is probably something he would say, but that definitely showcase themselves to be a higher level of, of this is a funny way of putting it, but a higher level of giving a crap about life Um, that uh, you don't see everywhere. There's so much, uh, well, we just do this just cause you know, this makes us happy and you know, and I get that, you know what I mean? But I think that not everything is that, uh, I think it's more complex than that. If that makes sense. Life oh, is, absolutely. I think you get to live it one time and you know, you ought to make sure that you do it the best you can. You know, here's something tricky when you said that, right? And and, and I I hope it makes sense with what I'm about to say. Yeah. A lot of Christians today separate what it is that they enjoy from the gospel or from Christ. Well, this is what I just do for fun versus this is when it's ministry and this is when when it's about the gospel and this is when I'm in my prayer prayer place, my worship place, my, my, my gospel sharing place. But this is kind of something I do that's separate from that. But that's that's where I think when, when you were saying that, that's where my mind went. I think it's more so that we need to be able to, if I'm going to be doing this over here, that needs to tie back to my faith. Otherwise, that makes this fruitless or purposeless for me to go and do those things. I had a conversation today. I was at a party from a guy. Saying, God bless him. He's, he's graduated from high school. I'm so proud of the young man. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with a young guy and he was talking about how he's like, you should play the game for honor, which seems to be a game that takes place way back when, when they had all that metal armor, claymores, and there's different types of swordsmanship and fighting styles in place. And so I was like, you know, okay, so what, why do you play this game? 
I started asking those questions to get him thinking. He's like, well, I like the complexity of the game. I, yeah. I like how the, the, those techniques are used um, in those certain scenarios. That's what I enjoy from it. And so I'm like, okay, so what does that do for your life? He's like, well, I'm hoping to get into game. Okay, so that means that you're looking to comprehend something as complex as this fighting game to then be able to manifest that said fighting game. But that's what's going to challenge you too, young man, is that you're also going to have to comprehend not only the fighting style, but what it was like in that time to be able to manifest those types of illustrations. Yeah, so there's this, definitely an acting out. You absolutely. But you put yourself in a little bit, it, they have a way of putting you in that mind frame. Mm-hmm. And so, then I don't think a lot of people realize that there's a deeper meaning behind everything that you do. And if you don't realize that, the, and then just to, to keep it spiritual, right, that you are opening yourself up to things that you are not aware of. So it's going to have an influence on you that you're not aware of, good or bad. So Yeah, no, I think, that, I think that's very important uh, when you watch anything because there are some things, okay, now, and some people might say that there's Christian propaganda too, which, I mean, I understand there are definitely mm -hmm. Christian messages and things. Uh, but, like, you need to be able to discern in your life, you know, if you're if you're taking in like a form of entertainment, whether or not it's affecting you in a way that is negative or making you see things in a way that you didn't see them before. Even if it's positive, I think you should be aware that it had that effect. And when I was younger, <clears throat> they didn't ask you why you liked it. They were they always looked for how it was bad. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And oh god, all the time. And so I had this attachment to, like, say, anime or something like that. And I knew that there were all kinds of, especially my, uh, my own family, that really did not care for me watching those sorts of things, rather than finding out what the attraction to that was. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that if, if you pay attention enough to those things, you're going to find out, like, say, anime or something like that, that it, like most good movies, they have this. They're uh, not soul is not the right word, but something that interacts with your soul, interacts with uh, your emotions, your how you feel about life in general, or you know, oh, it might be a particular story, you know, that ends up relating to you in some way. And I do think that you need to be aware of that that does affect you, you know, and it's oh, yeah. not just a good movie. You know what I'm saying? And I get that, but it, there's more to being a good movie than it just being good or a show or a series or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'll never forget. We talked about, uh, what was it? I think it was death note. Uh, I, I, did you ever make it all the way through that? No, I actually didn't. Um, the main, mainly because I didn't see the profit from the viewers. So I decided that I'm going to put that on the shelf for now. Um, and depending on how the growth goes, I will bring it back. And we can really have a conversation when the people are ready to actually have it. Uh, I think, though, as the, the, the channels are growing, that interest is going to be there. A lot of people are buying into uh, what I've done with Naruto. Uh, I've gotten that up to 350. Yeah, there seems to be a really big following for that on uh, TikTok. Oh, yeah. Now I've done the Bleach one, so I'm hoping that the Bleach one is popping off. And even more so, I've got some subscriptions from popular um, streamers on TikTok as well uh, to my YouTube channel and watching those videos. So that's something that I thought was not like to say, yeah, I'm becoming more popular, but there's an opportunity to impact these people again because that's the goal right the goal is to share the gospel by using this content so because people love it so much well let me tie you back to jesus while we're talking about this and how it ties back to jesus that's the main goal so if i can get their attention and really have that conversation with them about the lord i'm gonna take that opportunity where i can get it um i want to bring up something with you go ahead um because we were talking about how those movies are considered bad because of the certain stuff that we see in it. Um, now, I just want you to keep in mind, we actually won't be going too much longer. And I know our conversations always, uh, if, if you've ever seen me and Tari on the phone, it could be 10 minutes to, you know, an hour and a half to two hours on, you know, the regular. Okay. 
but okay. I'll just let you know, I guess here in about five minutes, and that's also because I also have somewhere I have to be for my birthday as well, but it, okay, there's, a, there's a recording time limit on the web app we're using. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, how much time we got? You said five minutes? Uh, I hope so. We might have already went over the web app time, which means I might have to cut this a little short on okay. the production of it, but, you know, go gotcha. ahead. Uh, well, just real quick, you know, uh, in the, on the one side, talking about certain stuff that we're watching not being good for a Christian watch, the thing that I found is that I felt or was witnessing that the movies that were given for Christians, this is a Christian movie, or here's a Christian story, they were lacking reality in them. And when I say that, I'm just to be upfront and honest, there was no cussing. There was no sexual interactions or interest being demonstrated in those movies because of that, that well, we don't want that in a Christian movie. But for me, it was like, well, you're not capturing reality then. Because if we're yeah, interacting definitely. with this real world, that stuff is here. So yeah. we don't want to act like it's not. Which again, well, they'll, make, they'll make movies where, <clears throat> you know, the the real temptations aren't present or like um where they are they want like a, especially parents want movies to where they have nothing bad in them well it's kind of like well nobody wants to watch anything like that you know what mm -hmm. i mean if, if you don't see a contrast between some sort of good and evil or some sort of light and darkness or at least a person that you can root for in the in the say the series of, of whatever you're uh, you know watching or yeah. manga series or reading you know then it's kind of like you really don't want to it doesn't seem that interesting when you don't have some something like that you know mm -hmm. i mean uh, that's that's amazing dude you're like hitting right nail on the head for that and that's like i said again that's where i want to break down that barrier because it's it comes off to seem as though the church fears, and I just mean on a person to person when I say the church, yeah. they fear the past. Yeah. I don't want to watch, deal with, participate in anything that connects me to my past. So I'm going to completely reject or object to anything or any content that promotes said past. Because like, I, like we do, right? We give up that past to follow Christ. But yeah. when following Christ, he makes us able to walk into that past face it and conquer it, but also speak of Christ in it. And that's what, I, again, my goal is. Speak of Christ in a dark place. We have to be able to go out there to do that, not hide in the home. Well, another thing, and, you know, before we uh, end up having to get off here, you know, that I always found, okay, wherever I go and whatever I watch, I always try to find the light in it, if that makes sense. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. So I always try to find out where it can actually benefit me. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm -hmm. or the virtues of watching something. Why did it, why did it touch you so much? You know what I'm saying? I, I think of, okay, so we'll use uh, just a regular movie, like the hunger games, for instance. Um, mm. I have watched a lot of history and I, you know, I always get, I get kind of concerned with politics. Anybody that knows me knows I get a little bit concerned with politics. Um, I guess it will be our second podcast in one. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a guy who's actually wanting to, but um, doing like a little political podcast. But mm -hmm. my thing always was, okay, so in the Hunger Games, this girl's country goes through a revolution, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, I'll never forget the phrase she said, talking about raising her little daughter and them, I guess, being poor kind of at the end of it. You know, because uh, I think the guy that she got with, PETA, you know, he's doing a lot of hard work. You know what I'm saying? They're, everything's been destroyed um, because of that revolution that they had. And she mm -hmm. said an ending line that always stuck with me that said, there are far worse games to play um, in reference to her revolution and the Hunger Games and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think about our country uh, where there's so much negativity surrounding the public sphere or people talking like liberals and Democrats and things like that. And they don't, they want to keep canceling each other. And I'm like, well, you know, you really got to realize that there are a lot worse games that we could play than trying to talk everything out. And I think that right. it's important that people start having a voice um, and not just people. I agree with people I disagree with because, mm -hmm. you know, 
I think on every side of an issue, there are always people who uh, feel like something is so heinous that, or so bad that they have to eradicate it entirely. And I mm-hmm. think if you're not careful, you don't give people the space to think freely. Wow. And, uh, yeah. You know, we talk about that North Korea uh, girl, uh, Miss Park, you know, you can read that in the video, man. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you think about uh, they actually removed words from their language that like uh, things that like love uh, and those kind of mm-hmm. concepts. And I think that the less we talk and less we have conversations, the more apt we are to becoming like that. Um, and the more we try to censor or uh, not have genuine speech and talk and people disagreeing and agreeing, then I don't think, uh, I don't think we'll get very far very long. I think our whole, our whole society. And I, th- I think it's great that people can stream now. People can do podcasts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One, one last, one, one last quick thing with what you were talking about with Hunger Games, right? Real you notice this, that she was propagated as the icon for one side of the, of the battle. And it was illustrated, at least for the first two movies, that this side is the side that's fighting for good. But the thing she learned in the end is that both sides weren't fighting for good. Both sides were going to be to the detriment of either party. So that's where... Oh, that's that's see, really good. That's where when we see that ending, she says, instead of going left or right, I'm separating myself. I want no party. Oh, I think... So I think and that's... That's getting to be a good place to to stop, unfortunately. But gotcha. that uh, that really hits home that it's not one way or the other. You know, you really have to – you always have to find that middle ground. I really mm-hmm. do believe that, a, a real genuine balance. And I think seeing that, you know, is, is important. Um, <laughs> but with that, I, I really do appreciate you coming on here with me and uh, – Man, I hope you and your family have a great rest of your day, Tari. Hey, man, you go and kick it for this birthday, my brother. Have a good time. I'll definitely try, and uh, you do the same, and take care. You're welcome, man. Thank you. You Be blessed, brother. I love you. Have a good one. Love you, too.